Welcome to the Mindful Conversations Over Coffee podcast, featuring the incredibly granular genius that is Ron Berrigan and the huge, big-picture, undeniable creative Thomas Krieger as your hosts. Listen in as each episode broadens horizons through fearless, outspoken opinions on mindful leadership. We hold each other to walk our talk, and Ron and Thomas will explore recklessly raw philosophy along the way. We serve up the good stuff in hopes that listeners will become empowered to apply mindfulness tools and techniques to their personal growth and leadership development. Without further ado, here's Ron. <laughs> I love that, Thomas. That's fantastic. So, um, thank you. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to our uh, third episode, actually. And uh, today we are uh, going to be debriefing, I guess, our mission from our very first podcast, where we were talking about what does mindfulness mean to us. The we took away a couple uh, some homework from that last podcast, Thomas. And, you're, and yes, exactly. And, you're, and so basically, we were what does mindfulness mean to us? Was our was our homework? And you had that home, homework of your objective was to kind of identifying the noises and creating some silence. And what does that mean from a mindfulness perspective? So how how was that for you? Well, respectfully, uh, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> So we're just going to have to deal with some of those consequences. And that's exactly what I found myself dealing with is consequences, reactions, things that put themselves into your life and overtake some of the present moment. Often, I've looked at things from different angles. And just as a little exercise, I ask folks to grab a cup of water and try and figure out how much does this cup weigh? And come up with a number. Of course, it might be 250 grams, let's say. Well, hold on to that cup outstretched for about 40 minutes, and then tell me how much that cup weighs. It's still 250 grams, yet it has become very present in your frame of current mind and mindset. What I've experienced is that these unconscious pressures quickly override the priorities that you often set out. Best intentions sometimes go sideways as you deal with reactive things. My homework was to be able to identify and see how much bandwidth they actually take. And in my experience, over the last month or so, I felt different states. And in many of them, I didn't choose that. So my homework to this point really has been able to a name to it to identify it and to be able to quantify it and that's a difficult thing to do of course yeah, that's, that's a really good in, it's an interesting insight it's kind of because it kind of leads into what my homework was was basically um debunk, debunking mindfulness and um trying to figure out the, the language of how, how to explain it uh, not just from my perspective because you know i've been thinking of reading this for for a while but how would you how do you would explain it to somebody else so really appropriate to it to, to where kind of where we're at um kind of the, the the thing that uh, I guess comes to mind when, when I say, well, what is mindfulness? To me, it's brain, brain training. It's training for your brain. Um, so much of our life is, is on autopilot. So we, I use the metaphor of the um, uh, rider and the elephant. So if you think about your, you, your conscious mind being the rider and the unconscious is the elephant, we can make it go forward, we can make it go back, we can make it go left, we can make it go right. But if something happens, an emotional hijack, the elephant starts going, and we're just along for the ride. Well said, right? So, um, to me, it's that how do you, 
the, the muscles of the mind or the muscles of the of the um, the conscious mind is intention and attention. Okay. Um, so basically, what you're trying to do is is how do you how do you be more intentional with where your attention goes? That is a difficult thing once you really start focusing on it to try and make real. Yeah, so because you mentioned being reactive in your in um, noticing the reactivity. Absolutely. Right? So to, to me, it's a going on, a, and this is where I guess where the mindful leadership piece comes into play, where um, where we've actually we've been training our brain up until the, you know up to this particular point. We've just been doing it wrong, um, and we've been doing it wrong because we've been doing it from the outside in instead of from the inside out. And what I mean by that is, if you think about your environment. And what it is that you're, you know, because um, happening going on around you, that imp- that impacts your behavior. So what, you know, what are you going to do? How do you respond to that? Well, how you respond is based on your skills and capabilities, and how you re- and those skills and capabilities are based on your beliefs, your, the rules that you say what's right or wrong. That's your identity, and then behind that is your identity, and behind that is your purpose. So when we're reactive, we're building up that identity that of who we are backwards. Mindfulness is about turning that around, getting clear on your purpose, figuring out your identity of who you want to be in the world. How do you bring your best self? Um, moving toward the, you know, the beliefs. What does that mean when you when you when you believe when, you know the, a certain way? Um, the skills you need, the behaviors, so that you impact the environment. So you're doing it from a outside, sorry, inside out instead of an outside in. I get it. So my oversimplification of this is really the fish tank analogy that I often look at. And that's very simple where you're so preoccupied about people looking in on your particular life that you try and organize your own little gravel and fish tank and so forth that you start to lose your sense of self in making things right around the world that you believe to be correct as perceived by those around you. The truth really is, per what you're saying, is you lose touch with yourself by doing that. And so if you focus on your own and look out to others, you'll see much more success as far as personal growth and real traction within your goals. Yeah, because it's kind of interesting because I guess I'm trying to get my head in around the... um, the, the, I guess what brought me to mindfulness was the whole, you know, widen the gap. So, so many years ago, I read, uh, I guess it was about 25 years ago, about, I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that, he, he, he actually mentions a quote from Viktor Frankl. And the, the, the quote is basically, between stimulus and response, there's a space. Within that space is your ability to choose your response. And within that space lies your freedom. And, and I remember when I first had that, heard, the, heard that quote, I was thinking, that's a, that's a, what a load of crap. Like, I mean, I, I had this actual emotional re- knee-jerk reaction to this quote, saying, there's no space. What are you talking about? And then, so what I realized in that split second is that I didn't create the space, and I had the power too. And for the last 25 years, I've been on this journey of how do you widen that gap in all different areas of my life? Um, and it, it, it's actually now in some areas, and let's not still, I'm very good at getting my buttons pushed and getting the, the, the look that I get from my wife and <laughs> whatever will trigger off certain emotional reactions. 
But having said that, it is, it's now almost like a Matrix moment where you can actually dodge bullets, right? I mean, you're able to you kind of slow right down and be able to, to, to not react. So I've got Keanu Reeves in my brain right now doing some <laughs> weird things in a trench coat. So we'll hold that for another show. That said, to back up a little bit with your comment regarding space, that's the silence that most of us and myself have trouble in trying to find. And when it's presented to us in a manner that you have to deal with it, it becomes an obstacle rather than a tool. And so by learning yourself well enough and understanding personal growth, empowerment would come from lengthening that pause and sorting out what's important. Okay, so we're... So what is our next steps? Well, yeah, exactly. So next steps, I think, is... Um, well, we have another month, right, where we're going to do some more, some more homework. So I think what we want to do is the, the next... Or actually, we should say the first, because really the, the, the first question was about what is mindfulness... Now we, I think we want to start exploring these 12 different measures about, uh, of, of mindfulness. Did we explain what it is? Did we explain what mindfulness is? So if my mom was listening into this podcast, does she know what it is? Okay, so what is it to you? It's a conscious act of being deliberate about what choices you make based on the stimulus that's presented to you. Okay, so my definition from a mindfulness perspective is it's, 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 it's brain training, training for the brain. You mentioned that, okay. Right? So, All right. so yeah, so I think, so that, that's what it is to me. Okay. And, and, and with training, you figure, well, what, what, you know, how am I measuring that? How am I measuring that improvement? So this is where I get into the 12 measures. Okay. And say, so, so, you know, so, so one of the measures being is um, um, perspective, noticing the patterns. That was what we were going to go to right. next. Right. So, so, so being the 12 measures, um, first measure being notice the patterns, uh, perspective. And basically the measure has to do with are we, are we aware or are we on autopilot? Right. So um, awareness, you know, 95%, I mentioned the rider and the elephant. I mean, 90, 97, 98, is, it's all reactive. Uh, how, how do we become aware more intentionally and you can do that through a practice so whether the, you know, the um, you know, meditation being one of the practices journaling can be a practice um, but you're, you're, you're coming back to it on a regular basis say okay what how am I choosing an area to be more aware okay. so I think from a homework perspective we need to figure out well my homework is now I've identified it is try to keep the walls from caving in by intentionally exercising that muscle yeah. In what situations? All situations. All situations. Where so life, you're, 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 my, so my life interlinks. So you're going to be, you're, you're going to be, so, so, so how are you, you're, so you're going to figure out the gap where there's no gap or where there's, um, I actually where? could go into something. Um, there's been a lot of talk about balance, work-life balance. Ah, okay. It's not so much that it's harmony and that's finding that mm. flow. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, so, so, uh, so awareness of, of where harmony is possible to create some space or whatever that, whatever that means to you. To move, and I like the word flow because you're able to adapt without exercising a lot of energy in the process. And I'm right. at a different stage. Than, like we haven't talked about this before. Right. Um, but in, in my notes, that's something that came up is 
the mindfulness is to identify it. The real action and activity is to live it. That's the intention, right? So there's the, so there's the awareness and the intention side of it, right? So that's the two muscles, okay. right? So, so, okay, so you're going to catch those. Mu- so first of all, you're setting an intention to be aware. Okay, yeah. Right, so that, that, that our reticular activating system is now on for that particular thing as we're going out into the world. So my homework is to live it. Right, and then, and then when you notice it, you take action, you go after it, right? So, so my homework, I think, is... is I've no, so I notice a particular pattern where a lot of stuff's been going on in the life, and I'm waking... Usually I sleep, I get my seven and a half, eight hours of sleep, I'm solid, you know, go to bed very easy, wake up, 5 a.m., and off I go. Last, I don't know, last week, two weeks or so, I've been waking up at, you know, 3.30, mind starts racing. I think it's a very common thing. You know, some people, it's, you know, you can't fall asleep. I don't have any fall issues falling asleep. But for some reason, wake up in the middle of the night, mind is racing. Um, so I want to build some more awareness around that. Cool. And then how do I get, build some intention uh, so I can get back to my uh, eight hours of sleep because it's freaking killing me. Lay that down. <laughs> cool. Um... So a couple, couple extra things I think we want to talk about is, um, so there was a second episode that, that's there. It's called the Mindfulness Minute. So um, if you got opportunity, if you want to experience mindfulness, listen to our, our two-minute little um, Your, minute. This is, yeah, yeah, this little is mindf- my experimentation. I, I like that. I, I think to, to call action. So yeah. if you want, so for instance, um, for what do we call this? Exercise? Our homework, our challenge? Well, no, as far as how do we reference the bonus material. So if you wanted to go to the mindfulness gym, check out the bonus. Bonus, yeah, it's bonuses. All right. Bonus episode. Okay. Off-topic bonus episode. You're going to introduce that, or am I going to introduce it for you? So I thought I did, but you can go ahead and do it again. So for another opportunity for editing, go for it. We're still going. I did not know we were in the podcast, and that was pure and natural. Oh, was it? That was exactly. That's cool, right? So, from a um, because we had some drops in there, I'm going to have to edit, but it's it's fine. <laughs> now I see where politics sometimes get people in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Darn right? So I think yeah. So having said that, there is a bonus episode uh, where I recorded a two minute meditation that if you want to kind of take advantage of please feel free to, to listen to it. I um, always welcome the feedback. Uh, and and I'll, I'll continue to do some of these other like little things, little uh, different ways to be able to explore it uh, based on what I've learned. Um, there's also a, a resource that you can get at... Uh, I'll, post, I'll post all these links on the, um, in, the, in the show notes. Uh, but there's a resource that... Um, kind of, I guess the tools, mindful leadership tools, different ways, the games model... 12 measures, all of these things that we're actually talking about, there's all references and actual um, one-page little diagrams for all of these things. So That's at verigan.com. That, that's one of the places that you can find this, but uh, I'll post all those links on there. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion exactly, is allowed. Exactly, yes. absolutely. So having said all that, um, I think we have our homework, Thomas. Yes, absolutely. So mine, uh, as we discussed at length, is to find that harmony in the flow, to identify the stressors, to be able to quantify them, push the walls aside, and then be in the moment. Right. And mine is going to be a, explore this, being more aware from a sleeping perspective of what might be causing it, and how do I be more intentional to actually go and get back to my eight hours of sleep. So having said all that, 
Have a fantastic few weeks, Thomas. We'll talk to you again soon. I wish you well. Rest easy.